How's it going, Lee? How you doing, Joe? Good. Ready to talk this GCW card. Yeah, definitely. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Unscripted Violence. And in case you're new, we have producer Joe joining us. He's one of the first co-hosts I've had on the show and part of the Unscripted Violence family. And I'm real excited to do this show with you. I know when you got a hold of me this week, I was almost 100% sure before that that you had seen our social media posts. But we actually got our logo on the GCW ring just in time for this event. A little behind the scenes, the guy that does a lot of the GCW ring mats is an artist named Dave Cole. Check him out at DaveColeDojo.com. But he was selling sponsorship spots, so I showed it to my co-host. We all decided to split the cost evenly, and we got on a mat that also had Sam Roberts' logo on there. I saw that. And another company that I have to check out. I don't know what they do. It's the first time I saw the name, but we were excited to get our logo on there. Well, when you mentioned it to me, I was just re-reviewing it, and I'm all, holy shit. That is the logo on there. So I, that's pretty awesome to have the the Working Fans podcast on the GCW mat. I wonder if there's a way for you guys to get a hold of that mat. I want to reach out to the artist because when I talked to Dave Cole, they had to do a little adjusting on our logo. There's like a gear in the center of our gear that had to be taken out. So the rest of the words could be seen well and dave cole wanted to do that because he said gcw uses the canvases for a couple shows so he wanted to make sure we got our money's worth so that's how upstanding a guy this is to work with that's awesome i'll have to check him out definitely i yeah when you said that to me and i, I was watching it today and well man that 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 just that was awesome Yeah, we were very quiet about it. We secured the deal probably a week before the event, and we started hinting at it, but we really wanted it to be a surprise because I think part of me, too, was also wondering if it would really happen, and I didn't want to put something out there that we couldn't deliver on, but I can't tell you how unreal it is to see it in such a big event. And yet that huge event, I mean... Uh, we we had Mox versus Gage in the career versus title match, and I mean, it was just I, I thought I thought it was a great two days of wrestling. Uh, but we start off with night one. Uh, we actually started off with uh, uh, a video package highlighting uh, the title versus career match. And then we have a scramble match take place, which was uh, Blake Christian, Gringo Loco, Jimmy Lloyd, Shane Mercer, B-Boy, who was new to me. Um, Leo Rush was in this as well and made his presence well known. Um, What'd you think of this opening match? Before we get into the opening match, I just want to ask you quickly about that promo video. While the video was playing, what did you think the outcome was going to be at that time? 
it, it was difficult for me to to say, but I was leaning more towards Mox simply because of him being GCW. Or, no, I'm sorry, but AEW champ, and um, the the past couple of times I've seen Nick Gage wrestle, he wasn't looking that great. No, I thought this was the perfect way to transition him to, like, the, you know, the face of GCW that doesn't have to wrestle, almost like the mascot. Right. Then when AEW put out that press release this week, the biggest thing in my mind was, I'm like, is this signaling the outcome of this match? Or is this just, like, is it coincidental? But... After seeing how the match turned out, I, I thought it was bad timing on the release of that. Yeah, I I I could see that too, definitely. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, for AEW really was not in favor of this taking place. Well, I yeah, no, they weren't, and Moxley wanted to go out the right way and decided to do it, which. It's great to see. It's kind of sad that we're losing him on the indies. Yes. Like you said, Gage isn't looking the greatest. So I'm wondering where they're going to go from here. Do we return to, like, maybe another Cardona run? Do they bring somebody else up? Like, we'll talk about it. Over the course of this weekend, and just in this first match, get Blake Christian, look at Leo Rush. Blake Christian, it, it confounds me. The audience in Atlantic City, the past a couple times I've seen them, I don't know what happened. And I even posted in a GCW group and got a lot of heat for it because I don't see what their problem is with Blake Christian or what happened with the audience there. I'm a Blake Christian fan. I think he's great. And for some reason, the crowd in Atlantic City does not like him whatsoever anymore. And I enjoy I'm- Blake Christian. He had that one promo like two events ago where he really went off rambling. And it sounded like it was after him and Cora Jade broke up, maybe around the time she got together with Braun Breaker. Right. And I don't know... I don't know if that rambling promo did him in. I'm still a Blake Christian fan. He's right up there with Alex Zane as like two of these upcoming guys on the indies that just happen to have a WWE run. I could I could see him and I could see uh, yeah I could see uh, uh, Tony Deppin too stepping moving up too. If, we'll talk if, about if, that when we get to Devin's match later, but in this first match, getting back to the subject, we got Blake Christian, B-Boy, Leo Rush, Gringo Loco, Jimmy Lloyd, Shane Mercer. Where is the six-man scramble in your hierarchy of GCW matches? Because they do the death match well. They do the six-man scramble amazing. And they've got a really good tag division, so... Where does the six-man scramble fall in, like, your favorite? Um, I, if I were to rate them all, I would, I would rate it probably two or three, honestly, because I almost expect to see it every show. Um, and it always, I, it always just, 
it always has the greatest spots that take place during it, especially especially when you have uh, Gringo Loco in there, and uh, and uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Lloyd, of course. Shane Mercer. Yeah, Shane Mercer is just a beast. Uh, I could now. I he's he's one I could see in running for being champ. Yeah, he's definitely got that power going for him. Yeah, he's got it all. He's got that movie. I forget what it's called, but off the top rope, that uh, that that backflip. Uh, uh, what do you call it? it? Is it the fallaway slam where he's holding? Yeah, it? the fallaway slam off of the top rope that he does. That just never ceases to impress me when he pulls that off. And yeah, he's he yeah he's up uh, somebody I could see being up up and comer too. I was honestly um, I was disappointed that Leo Rush won this. It was uh, a little out of nowhere. He was a late addition. Leo yeah. Rush has been a great competitor in GCW, but this is something where God. Uh, I'm feeling a good Blake Christian on this, like, maybe a Jimmy Lloyd, because he seems to win one out of every few scrambles, but yeah. it feels like Leo Rush is the one they want to push, and it looks like we're getting a Rush, almost Blake Christian feud going forward. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that, because uh, I think they're both evenly matched. Uh, they yeah. both have their strengths and they both have their weaknesses but I, I think that those two and from what, what I saw the interactions between them in this match uh, it's it's going to be a big deal when they have when they have their match it's kind of funny because they wrestled at that world on GCW show at the Hammerstein it was like a late replacement and right. I was so critical of that I wasn't big on it but now they've got me like excited for this feud. So maybe the Leo Rush win did something. But kind of like you, I was a little deflated. I would have liked to have seen a Blake Christian take this. But Leo Rush won in 11 minutes, 54 seconds. And do you see a Leo Blake Christian feud coming out of this? Or was that just a stare down? Because as we'll see the next night, Leo had a stare down with another competitor. Yeah, very true. Um, I I think if they're if they're I think if they're smart, they have to book Leo Rush versus Christian. I mean, I think that would just, that match would just be gold. With yeah, it's both, like one of your biggest homegrown stars versus their proven stars out there, which is because Leo yep. Rush almost had like an ACH level of retiring after every like big incident yeah he seems like i and like he doesn't seem to stick with the promotions for very long that he is in so it's hard to now gcw almost seems like the longest like uh what do you call it oh god i'm I, blanking I, on the word now loyalty he showed to a promotion yeah yeah definitely and that's not saying much. So I, no, I guess like, we'll, 
I guess we're yet to see where they're going with it, but I I think that that would definitely be a money match to put in there. Some at at one point. Yeah, speaking of money matches, to me that's the next match on this card. Oh Nick, yeah, Young Nick Wayne versus Shun Skywalker from Dragon Gate Japan. And I knew nothing of Shun Sk- Skywalker. I don't watch Dragon Gate, but uh, man, he lives up to the height. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't aware of him. As far as I know, this is his GCW debut. You know, yeah, I'm that's always I, a sucker I, for a masked wrestler, but like this dude came out with a solid style, and I thought it was a good matchup for Nick Wayne. It was, and I mean, Wayne Wayne certainly showed off his skill in the match, and I mean, a lot of the match was really back and forth. It, it was it was hard for me to, to tell who was uh, the star of the match um, because they were both doing so well for each other. Yeah, I mean, you would have liked to have hoped that Wayne would have gotten the win. I was pulling for Wayne, definitely, but I was I was surprised at Skywalker winning the bout, but um, it, I wasn't disappointed at all no and what i liked about this match is just how the whole background of where they were they were on the boardwalk and definitely cool yeah that's, you could that see the ocean in the background the hotels on the other side i thought it was such a cool setup that they had going on and i i i know it's getting into colder months and they even mentioned that it was a bit chilly out there but it, that, you're right. The scenery, the way they had it set up, it was money. I know. I had a buddy that was there live, and I was jealous of it. But I, wow. what I wasn't jealous of, I mean, Shun Skywalker won this match in 1046. The next match, even though I'm, I'm into ladies wrestling, I don't know what it is about Sawyer Rex, but I'm just not into her. It's a name I've heard on the indies. I'm Allie a Mark Hatch is a big GCW name, but I wasn't feeling this match. A Mark for Sawyer Wreck, but this definitely wasn't her best match. I mean, uh, she looked powerful. I went. I favorite match that she's had was her versus Joey Janela, which kind of brought brought her more out to 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 more people and to seeing what she can do. And if you haven't seen that match, definitely watch it. Because I hate to put you on the spot, but do you remember what event it was on? Because I have not seen that match. I don't think. Jeez, um, I'll have to look. I'll go back and look. Was it like? Would you say beginning of the summer? Um. Yeah, beginning to. Okay, I'll check it out. There was. A couple GCW events I missed, and then some that just blend in, because for me, the summer is my busiest time at work, so I can just barely get our podcast out. Like, watching wrestling is a challenge. Oh, it's it's a challenge just for me to cover GCW and AEW now, and now I'm, I'm even thinking of covering... WWE now that with the whole Triple H thing and 
everything culminating the way it is there. So it's definitely a lot of wrestling and, and to squeeze work in there with it too, I, I feel you on that. This, yeah, this let's match- take a quick detour from GCW for a second because we haven't talked in a little while. First, give me your quick thoughts on where AEW is right now. I think I think AEW is at a very critical point right now, and and they they can go either way. They they've had some they've had some hits, they've had some misses, but over the past I'd say two or three episodes, they they've been it's been almost like they're pushing the ROH brand and not pushing the AEW brand enough. And I think that that's making a lot of fans lose interest. I think, I definitely think that Tony Khan needs help in the booking. Um, I, and what are your well, quick thoughts on where WWE is? Because for so long, a lot of wrestling fans were what they were putting out. And I've honestly come around the last month. I've been watching more Raw, more SmackDown. I don't enjoy everything. I wouldn't say everything's perfect, but it is far more easy to take in. And I'd say NXT right now is the thing I'm having the hardest time adjusting to. And it's not impossible. It's just not as good. Yeah, NXT, I, I, I have absolutely not been able to watch, honestly. Um, I've watched the, the little bit of Raw that I've watched because Jason on here, he's he watches WWE, and, and since that's happened, he's encouraged me to watch a little more. Um, I, I actually just realized I'm missing SmackDown and seeing what Bray Wyatt's up to, so that... That's I'm, a big I'm cramming deal so too. much wrestling in. To be honest, I'm watching Fight Club Night 2 on my tablet right here. I'm on the Cole Radrick, Joey Janela match. And That's I've got match. SmackDown on deck to watch. I've got Rampage. There's a lot out there. But it's all getting better, which is good to see. Except AEW. They're worrying me a little bit. They, it, it, there you go. That's the perfect word. I, I'm worried for AEW. I think Tony Khan needs help with booking, 100%. Um, he, he's getting he's getting very stale, and it's almost like, well, it's like what happened at the the scrum. He's losing control over a lot of elements of it, and. Um, you can definitely, and especially the female wrestling, man, has that gone downhill. And he That's has so one much. one thing they've never nailed, and it's tough because they have so many big stars, and you would think bringing Soraya in would help. And maybe it will in time, but it feels like there's a stutter step, a hiccup in that introduction. Yeah, and, and the. Soraya was coming in and everybody didn't know her, her play. Like, was she cleared? Was she not cleared to wrestle? And we're still kind of in that. Is she is she close to being cleared? What's going on? What is her role exactly? Because if it's just to go in there and say, Hi, I'm here. I'm the face of the revolution. That's not enough for me. 
And no, it's not gonna... I think if I think if it's done well, like done better, maybe. But I think ultimately everybody wants to see her in the ring and you can still have her be a fixture and not get in the ring, but there's so much going wrong in the company that if you're going to do that, you want to be clear about that. And I think anything on TV has only pointed us towards her getting in the ring, eventually at some point. And one thing I, I have to mention is like, man, I feel really bad about uh, about John Moxley's position right now that he's in. Because it's almost like he's destined to lose the title yet again. Yet he's carried the company through so many hard times. He's carried them through COVID. He's carried them through the, the bullshit that happened with CM Punk and the EVPs and and everything like that. And it just seems like he's not getting his, it, I don't know, his, his just due, you know? I, I don't know. I kind of see it a little bit differently. They gave him that five-year contract when it was a choice between him and Brian Danielson. He got the title. So they're putting a lot of trust in him. He's a locker room leader. They just hired his wife. I think what it's going to hurt is we're not going to see those outside of AEW appearances that we enjoyed from Moxley. And I think a little bit of our worry is that he's going to become a stale, almost, you know, Dean Ambrose type character, maybe within AEW. Yeah, that that's a possibility that 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 might happen too and uh, i just i i just feel bad for the position he's been put in yeah but sorry to take us on that detour we got tony deppin versus yamato in the next match yamato yet another wrestler i wasn't familiar with but i thought he looked great in there with deppin deppin though he's the next major heel i feel like if he got a big enough break he could be the next MJF, but he oh, was that... on ROH in a time when they were going down, which didn't really help him get any exposure. Yeah, and well, De- I'm, I'm the same way. Deppin is right now, personally, he's my number one heel. Uh, I, I know everybody's high on MJF, and I, I love MJF too, but Deppin to me just hits hits the right notes. He, he, uh, he has uh, a different personality than everybody else, all the other heels I've seen. Um, and uh, he's just so good at what he does. And and, tech, and as far as a uh, uh, tactician in the ring, the man's just amazing at what he can do. So I I really hope to see Deppin. I, I mean, I think... I swear I I thought he made an appearance on a dark not too long ago. He's and been he on was, darks. He was the ROH TV champion before they closed down. It's it's really amazing that Tony Khan hasn't picked him up. But there's been a lot of good ROH talent that he's used here and there that just they've appeared on a dark, a dark elevation but haven't made it to anything bigger yet. And yet we have the Gates of Agony on a... Yeah. Battle of the Bells. 
which is strange. I, I, and I think it has to do with they, they've got that bloated roster. They, and, and that's what I mean that Tony needs help with that bloated roster and placing people in the right places. Um, but the, Tony Duffin's one of the ones that I think, I think he should scoop up if he's, uh, got any brains to him uh whatsoever and and uh takes an honest decent look at Deppin. Deppin should be up there yeah and what's amazing is there's a tony Deppin match on this card yet i want to gloss over it because the next match los macizos versus joey janela and cole radrick los macizos has to be one of my favorite acts that have come into gcw these guys uh, are insane and putting them in there with Janela and Cole Radrick's becoming a name. This was just an amazing GCW match. Oh, Cole, Cole Radrick, he, he's definitely my star in this match. Um, but yeah, I, I feel the same exact way about Los Macisos. They're, they're just amazing at what they do. And they can, they can do the... The thing is, is they got such a wide range. They can do the deathmatch stuff. They can do the technical stuff. They can do the lucha stuff. All of it. And Definitely. they, they're really a great fit for GCW. And I, I loved how this set up the dynamic between, uh, between Radrick and uh, Janela. How you have that tension, and especially in the end. Uh, of uh, them uh, getting into it because Radrick accidentally hitting the the cutter on Janela and that sets Janela off and lo and behold we have a night two match with them both uh, which I'll get it we'll get I'll get into a little bit of that but I was disappointed in the outcome of that um, was not disappointed to the outcome of this match though. Um, I no, thought Janela that, jumping off that like lift was pretty wild. I mean, was, the the Macisos injury that the guy left the match and then came back. I couldn't tell if that was worked or not, but that was still. I couldn't amazing. tell because I've dislocated my shoulder about fifteen times in my life, and that is not an injury that you can just like just like pop it back in and you're ready to go no that is that is pain so either he worked through that pain and you know props to him for doing that if that's the case or yeah i couldn't i couldn't decide either if it was worked or not i mean i was looking he didn't look like he was moving too comfortably but i mean he could have popped it back in it just it seemed odd, and yeah, I, I could buy it. The match was crazy. Both teams are wild. It made sense. Yeah, um, it was it was a, it was definitely one of my favorite matches of the night, and uh, it had the right outcome. Yeah, this was actually followed by my favorite match of the night, which was Jordan Oliver versus Jonathan Gresham. I'm glad to see Jonathan Gresham still going on the indie. And him versus Jordan Oliver was one of the matches on this card that I was most excited to see going forward. 
it was a great match and Gresham's always good and yeah I was glad to see I'm glad to see him working on the independence and um, kind of moving past uh, the bitterness with AEW and ROH and everything like that um, the guy is his talent uh, the only like the only setback he has is his size and there's been plenty of people who, who've been set back by size and um, it doesn't I, I don't think it, it's an issue with him he's, he's such a great technician you don't even notice no and that's why I'm very surprised there were issues between him and Tony Khan because this is a guy who yes has always been shorter but has also had this technical ability and has put on enough good matches that his size is it never factors in when I'm watching him. Like I'm aware and, of and, it, but I know I'm gonna get a top level match out of it. And, and bringing that up along with Tony Khan it is well, Tony Khan was pushing Adam Cole, who also has a size issue, if you ask me. Yeah, but, but has that far less technical like Gresham just has a quality to his matches that make them like a 9 out of 10 for me or an 8 out of 10. You know, he yeah. goes that extra mile to really show the struggle, really show where he's superior. And, you know, like, you would think he'd be a weird fit in GCW, but he's a great fit. He's great. And him and, and, and Jordan Oliver can keep up with him easily. And as the match progressed, the pace picked up. And, you know, Gresham would hit a combo of moves, but Oliver would be delivering his own combo of moves that were just equally as astounding. And um, it, it, was, it was really weird. I know that the end was weird because it was just that forearm shot. Is that going to be Gresham's new finisher or is, was it just the finish to this particular match? That's a good question. I mean, Oliver, it's been great watching him come up. He was in Injustice in MLW, and that's where a lot of his formative years were with Myron Reed. And now you see him leading a stable with Young Dumb and Broke in the GCW slash JCW. And I, I don't know, you had to beat him. That could be Gresham's new thing. Maybe he's just trying stuff out on the indies. It's a good question. I really enjoyed this match. I thought it lived up to the hype. It was I mean, great. It went just over ten minutes, and I loved it. It was great, and I, 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 I would love to see Jordan. Jordan Oliver, to me though, I, I love him so much. There is a bit of an oddness to his posturing, his body posturing. And when he throws his punches, I, I I can't I can't quite like articulate it enough, but it's just kind of an awkwardness to it. And I think if he could work past that, which I'm seeing him improve, but I think if he could work past that, we we could definitely see him in the upper tier, which he already is in the upper tier, but. Uh, see him in the championship type mode 
that he yeah, uh little things he could do to take himself up a notch you know when yeah. you're like up there but you need to do just that little bit extra to become better and that's kind yeah. of where he's improved. His, his 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 youth skills shows i guess in his wrestling and um if, if he works through that i i see no problem with him being a champion holding holding one of the many championships that they have yeah now talking about championships this next match had a bunch of them because you had rena yamashita who's the gcw ultraviolet champion with yes teaming with drew parker who i couldn't tell what championship he held and they took on alex he, he was tournament of survival champ i guess Okay, I think he won something overseas as well. Like, he's definitely been like a Japanese deathmatch wrestler. But yeah. they were taking on Alex Cologne, and I imagine this would have been a tag team championship match. But John Wayne Murdoch could not participate, so Alex Cologne got Matt Tremont to fill in. And I don't know if you could have found a better person to fill in for a tag team deathmatch. Oh, absolutely not. And Matt Tremont was a perfect fit with Alex Cologne. I thought this was great. And and Rena is is one of my favorite stars right now. She just... She brings Deathmatch to a whole new level that you don't expect out of her. And she just makes it so fun to watch. Yeah, I feel like her last year in GCW has been like a big rise, but this was a great tag team death match. It went 14 minutes, 24 seconds. Rina Yamashita and Drew Parker got the win. I imagine maybe positioning them for a possible tag team championship match when John Wayne Murdoch comes back. Yeah, and I, I, I'd be interested to see it. I don't. I haven't read too much about what his injury is or how long of a recovery it is, but I imagine it's probably not that long of a recovery, due to the fact that Alex Cologne was still had the belt and everything. So, then again, it could be too soon to tell. Yeah, I mean, this could just be maybe this event. Maybe he wasn't booked on next week's Mexico trip. Or probably this week's Mexico trip by the time this comes out. And then, you know, it could just be taking a week or two off. Being a deathmatch wrestler cannot be easy. And what I thought was easy was the following match where Epi took on Shota. This thing went like four minutes. It was a short, solid match. I'd like to see more Shota. They had a few Japanese talents on this show that I wasn't necessarily familiar with going in, but it was kind of cool to see them, and I, I'd watch them again. Yeah, Shota definitely had the moves, and, and he took quick control of this match. Um, uh, he was just one step ahead of Effie the whole time. And, uh, and then it was Effie that ultimately got that spear in and um, after that, it was all Effie. So uh, hit the, he hit the sack rider and, and got the win on that. Um, but I would I I I would have liked to see a lot more Shota. Yeah, and 
you know, this is the next match was the match that this whole thing was centered around. John Moxley versus Nick Gage. I was convinced Moxley had the win going in, but I mean, as the thing played out, there was some interesting interference, and it played out probably the way you would think it would when you heard that announcement. So, how did you feel when the ending came to this match? When the ending came to the match? Sorry, you broke up. Yeah, how did you feel when this thing ended? I, I was honestly disappointed in the match. Um, the whole, not the whole way through it. I mean, there were highlights in it that happened. I guess when I Moxley engage, I am thinking more, more violence than was given. Um, I was I was honestly wanting more blood in the, in, involved in the match. It, it didn't seem like there was enough of that going on. Um, I Gage didn't look as good as I wanted him to look, and I know he's been working out and, and training hard and everything, and they were bringing that up. But just compared to Moxley. I don't know. It wasn't looking that great to me, honestly. Yeah, this match was... I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel... I don't know. It didn't feel quite what I thought it would be. It was still great. Yeah, it, it was lacking I didn't feel disappointed too. by it, but it just felt... Yeah, it felt like it could have gone somewhere. I, I just think like I, I just think Moxley Gage, we're gonna get uh, balls to the wall death match that's gonna rule all over other death matches, and it, it didn't do that for me, and that's what disappointed me. Plus, I was I was hoping that Gage would have been looking in a little bit better shape. He's still kind of I don't know. And I love Nick Gage. I, I love what he's done for wrestling. I love what he's done for deathmatch wrestling, especially. Um, but he, he's just not looking how I expected him to look in this match. No, but he got the win. He is GCW champion. And I'm glad oh. for that, though. I'm glad that he's GCW champion once again. I'm... I'm what he's going to do from here on out. Yeah, now, getting to night two of this thing, it kicks off with Nick Gage, and to be honest, I'm about halfway through the event. I'm currently watching Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne versus Bussy. But what did you think about Nick Wayne or Nick Gage coming out to kick off this event, claiming he was a fighting champion, having six contenders enter the ring, and then he immediately leaves, and then they see, face off. See, that deflated me. Because I thought it was going to be, when they announced it was going to be a scramble match, and you had Sawyer Wreck, you had Alex Price, Leo Rush, uh, Shane Mercer, once again, Jackson Ray, and uh, Dustin Waller, who I've seen a handful of times. I was expecting Nick Gage to be in the mix as well. 
because he was saying, I am a fighting champion, like you said. And when he just went up to commentary, I was like, well, what the fuck was that? So we're just getting a scramble match, and it's not even for a contendership or anything. It was just... Yeah, okay. it had, like, the vague association of being one. To me, it seems like it's really featuring maybe the next level of GCW talent, kind of. Because you've got Alex Price in there. You've got Axton Ray. And what do you think of Alex Price? I think he's a great heel. He is somebody that's been up in the Northeast for a little while now. When I first saw him, hated him. But the more I've seen him, the more he is really impressed in the ring. And seeing him go from, like, the JCW to finally getting, like, a main card GCW fight, right. I feel like his stock is raising quick. He's still really young, so there's time to see where he's going to go. But he's very impressive. Yeah, I... I, uh... Was I was I I went into this match though thinking that it was a title defense, and when I found out it wasn't, I was a little bit let down. Not saying that the match was bad; the match was really good. Um, I, how'd you I, feel about that second Leo Rush win in a row, though? I didn't know how I how to feel about it. That's that was what I was just coming to. He he won again uh, with the pinfall. It, I think it's just building him up to uh, to face somebody, uh, and I, I'm thinking that that somebody's Blake Christian. First off, yeah, uh, I think does, gonna... do they need to do that much building up with him? He's already such a big name coming in. Yeah, they no, they don't. Honestly. I, I was on honestly like like I said I'm a mark for Sawyer Rex so I was I was I was wanting Sawyer Rex the whole time and Rush won it I, I it wasn't like I was disappointed like oh damn it I can't believe they did that but it like you said was it necessary it wasn't necessary at all no he's he's already they they already in night one they've already built up to that that tension between him and Blake Christian. And we know that they're going to have a big match, and it's going to be a great match. I don't think he needed the second win. No, and speaking of great matches, the next match was Blake Christian versus Sean Skywalker. I really like this match. I thought it was a good stylistic matchup. I'm, I'm a Blake Christian fan. I'm quickly becoming a Sean Skywalker fan. But I was wow. glad to see Christian get the win. I was happy to see Christian win too, but like like you, I, I I'm really liking this Skywalker kid. He's got something to him. He's different. He, I, like you say, his even his mask is different. Um, the I you notice that there's ear holes cut into it, and kind of, and then there's no eye, no 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 eyes showing there or anything so you can't really see the expression and uh i like how he talks a lot of shit during the match too yeah he had a good opening weekend and i can't wait to see where he goes from here yeah and um the next match um i i really enjoyed as well which was gringo loco versus Mar- masha slamovich 
Um, I'm a big I'm a big fan of both. Um, yeah, Gringo Loco is a great GCW talent. Masha Slamovich has been a great indie talent who, God, I, I don't know when she broke through to Impact. I'd say late spring, early summer. But yeah, I heard she's been making an mark there. Yeah, and and uh, I mean, I, I liked how this was really, really close. And uh, then uh, I was really surprised to see that she she did that destroyer and pile driver combo on Loco and won the match. Um, it it was a great way to finish that match, especially after the back and forth that they were going through. So I was entertained by it. I I'd like to see I would like to see uh, her with the title eventually. Yeah, she's definitely got to get a better spot in GCW. Yeah, I I just don't think have it, they they just don't have her in there enough. And I don't know if that has to do with uh, her scheduling or or other things that I don't know about but I, I'd like to see more of her yeah they don't quite have AEW's women's roster but they have kind of AEW's execution of women's wrestling where it's not terrible but it could be better represented and Ally Catch is like their top woman you bring in Sawyer Wreck you bring in Masha Slamovich Janai Kai has made appearances. You know, you've got a rotating cast of people that come in. So, I guess it keeps it interesting, but it doesn't keep that division robust. Right, and do they do they even have a women's title? I don't think they have a women's title. No, because, yeah, women compete against women, and then sometimes against men, like with Rina Yamashita having the ultraviolet title. Yeah, and I, I actually happen to I I happen to like that because I think it uh, brings the women uh, up to a, the same level as the men without separating them. So I think it's different, but I, I don't know. Do you think that a women's title would help out at all with with the the women in? Uh, GCW? No, because it would just make them more like what everybody else is. They're kind of staying in their own lane. The women's division does what it does. And like I'm I'm actually currently watching the end to the next match, which is Bussy versus Nick Wayne and Jordan Oliver. And this is as caught up with as I am with the card and seeing Charles Mason come in and choke out Alley Catch. Yes. And Charles <laughs> Mason is, let me tell you, Charles Mason, here's another heel who is the perfect heel. I I love Charles Mason. I love what yeah, he's, he's done so far. He's big on JCW, has made some appearances on GCW. This guy is... I, I, He's got a menacing like aura to him. He pulls it off so well. He just he just oozes like this evilness about him. 
makes you want to hate them so much. And uh, yeah, with and it it's become that that uh, piano wire that he carries around, and he made a uh, alley catch. I don't know if you saw her; she was actually foaming at the mouth. That's Coming. actually where I'm at right now. The match just ended. Effie's carrying her from the ring. I've had a busy last week and a half, and I was able to watch part of the first night to see our logo on the map, and I was catching up with night two tonight. I'm actually a little behind because on the Work of Dance podcast, we interviewed an MMA fighter, Mighty Mateo Gonzalez, who fought for LFA tonight. So I was watching his fight when I was waiting to go on with you now. Unfortunately, he lost. So he's three and one now. But uh, dang it! Yeah, it's been it's been a busy week. I went to Maine for the weekend, and just for some people that aren't familiar with the distance from Maine to Connecticut, it was like a 500 mile trip overall. Wow! And it really just yeah, it ate up my time, and I'm very behind on catching up on stuff. So like. Mike well, Bailey let, versus Yamato is starting as we speak. I'll let you know uh, a little secret. I'm at the same place that you are with, nice. uh, so, with the show. Of... So yeah, I'm right at the Mike Bailey match. Who I who I really enjoy, Mike Bailey. Uh, yeah, now that he's finally gotten a run in the U.S., it's good to see what he can do because I've heard like tales of this guy for so long and yeah you know, it's great he, to see what he can do and him versus Yamato this is a good matchup from what I can tell yeah and that's that's where I stopped and I I encourage everybody to get GCW Fight Club get the combo it's not a waste of money at all um and see what you think. It, it, it I, I'm all like overall both nights that and to up to what I've seen, I would probably give it for GCW. I would give it three and a half chair shots. Three and a half. That's. God, I want to give it three and a quarter just to be different, but I feel like three and a half yep. is where it's deserved because there was a lot of good matches. That Moxley match was a disappointment, but then you've got like Los Macisos versus Cole and or Cole Radrick and Janela that made up for it, and then yeah, you had yeah. Cole Radrick and Janela the next night in a match that lit and Cole, Cole Skywalker. Yeah, Sean Skywalker really did it too. He both nights, he just nailed it. So it's it's worth it to see him. Even I, I would say, if you've never seen him, this this kid's a kid to watch, and I hope we see a lot more of him. Yeah, definitely. Now, what do you got cooking up on the Unscripted Violence podcast? On Unscripted Violence, we're just gonna go over uh, this. This past week's um, dynamite. Um, I'm hitting. We're hitting GCW every chance that we can get. Um, I asked you to co-host because my co-host he's not a big GCW guy. 
And that's a shame because GCW has such great talent, but I can see how it would turn you off if you're not a fan. Yeah, it, it, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not saying it's an acquired taste, but you really gotta love wrestling to a certain point to appreciate what GCW is doing. Yeah, you gotta like, it's, God, it feels like ECW times 10. Yeah. Because they've got the extreme, they've got the regular wrestling that can hold you down. They got got Lucha. Yeah. They they got now the Japanese uh, element coming into it a lot, which is cool. Um, yeah, I, that's how I view them too. I think it's it's ECW, but amp, it's so much better than ECW was, and and that's it's hard for me to say that because ECW was the first of its kind to really break through in the mainstream. But to me, GCW just offers so much more in the fact that they have death matches still in there that they're not. They're not taking that out of there to to um, try and become more popular or whatever. What I would like to see with GCW, what I would like to see happen is a, a platform that they could be on, perhaps an app that you could subscribe to just to keep up with them. Oh, like different from Fight TV. Yeah. Something different from Fight TV. Oh, almost like it was only GCW streaming app. Yeah, that would be I'd, great. I'd like to see. I'd like to see them go towards that, to, because I think that would make it uh, not only more affordable, but more accessible to a, a new viewer. One hundred percent. Now, I just want to get in some quick plugs. On the Working Fans Podcast, check out our YouTube channel. We are doing 31 horror movie reviews for the month of October. And if you That's check great. our YouTube... Yeah, if you, we, if you check our short section, we are doing 31 Halloween facts for the month of October. So we're really going at it hard. If you watch today's live episode, it was... 531 on MJF Dream Matches. The 531 is where we take your top five lists on a particular subject, vote it down to a top three, and then debate that top three till we have a winner. Last week we did Kazuchika Okada. Check the archives, we've done more. And I've checked Leo, out. I'm going to put it out there right now. Those are great I, to watch. I just want everybody to know those are great segments to watch on your guys' channel. Oh, I appreciate that. And GCW is in Mexico this weekend. I believe it's airing on Fight next weekend. So how about in two weeks we do this again and we review GCW in Mexico? Sounds perfect to me. And this time I'll finish them both up. It's it. I've just been in the it's same. It's only position. one night, so as far as I know, we don't. As far as I know, it's one night, so it should okay. be much easier. Yeah, that's 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 another difficulty with GCW is when they do an event, they do the two nights. Yeah, and they always hit you with that back to back. 
and it's so and it's like six hours of wrestling that you got to watch and so if they cut that down a little bit maybe something i i know that they would gain more viewers because it's i think they're a great product oh yeah i was cramming horror movies mma and gcw into today and i didn't even get it all done so i'm i'm looking forward to doing this again with you in two weeks and thanks again for having me on it's been a pleasure same here thanks for coming on uh producer joe it's always a pleasure you're always welcome to come on anytime and uh, i look forward to doing it again in two weeks you guys know you can get me uh, on twitter it's uh staggerly 777 also you can go to unscripted violence pro wrestling talk group on facebook and join you can find me just look under stagger lee uh friend me let's talk wrestling and let's go 100 i'll talk to you in a couple weeks Lee. all right we'll talk then